Good morning. Good Thankful morning. Thursday here on Declare Victory. Who's that on the call? Is that someone on the line who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Kind Kim. Have a wonderful, thankful Thursday. Thank you, Kind Kim. You too. Have a thankful Thursday. Is there anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Prosperous Pam. I'm your hostess. Is there anyone who's joined the call who'd like to say good morning? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful morning here on Declare Victory. Does anyone else join the call who'd like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Prosperous Pam. Is there anyone who's joined who'd like to say good morning here on this thankful Thursday? The thankful Thursday here on Declare Victory. Is anyone else joined who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Prosperous. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall be continually be in my mouth. I I will make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Have a great day. It is a thankful Thursday. It's Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. Good morning and amen, amen. Great to hear your sound, beautiful. Is there anyone else who's joined the call who'd like to say good morning? We serve an amazing, amazing Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for bringing us to another day. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else who's joined the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Pam. It's glorious. Have a blessed day. Good morning, glorious. You too have a wonderful blessed day. Great to hear your sound this morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Welcome to Declare Victory. I hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. Can I ask you to please put uh, prayer out that my husband will be better. Say that again, please. Yeah. Put a prayer out for my husband that he'll get better. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful day. You too, Susie. Thank you. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Is anyone else joined who'd like to say good morning? 
Good morning, it's Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Happy thankful Thursday. Welcome to the call. Wonderful to hear your sound. Good morning, Pamela Mason. It's Demetriana. I love you, so it's good to hear your sound this morning. Happy thankful Thursday. Happy thankful Thursday, Miss Demetriana. We love you. Welcome (laughs) to the call. Just a great day to have life in your breath, in your body. Amen. That's right. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else who's joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Pam. This is Swanita. Good Happy morning, Thursday. Swanita. Thankful Happy Thursday. Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Happy thankful Thursday, Swanita. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's great to hear you. Is there anyone else who's who's dialed in who'd like to say good morning on this thankful Thursday? Hi, Mama Leomia. Good morning. morning. We love you. I love you all, too. You have a blessed day. And Jefferson, thanks for the birthday wishes yesterday. Oh, yes, yes. Happy birthday, belated birthday again, Jeff G. Okay. <laughs> Have a Help. blessed day. <laughs> Baby. Okay. It is now time to get started with the call. So if everyone can mute your lines, we can move forward. Hello, my name is Prosperous Pam, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that starts, we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of October where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Each declarer will focus on establishing and solidifying our knowledge and understanding of our sonship through Christ so that we can walk in our true identity in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The call takes place 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. There were no prayer submitted, uh, prayer requests submitted online. Uh, but we do want to uh, have a spoken prayer request for Susie's um, husband for him to get better. And also let us just continue to lift up our um, late brother Andrew's family and loved ones of his passing. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Daryl. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. 
I'll repeat that order again. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Daryl. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Ephesians 1, 5. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Raven, if you're praying, we cannot hear you. Hey, I'm all tired. My, let, me, let me get my dog quiet. Hold on. I'm sorry, say that again. Okay, give me a Thank you. Okay, thank you. Can I just petition us to take a moment to sit still and allow God just to be his Holy Spirit to reign, to minister to you, to just say good morning to our Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit say good morning back to us. Lord, you said keep our eyes upon you. 
and you will give us perfect peace. We need peace in this time. Hallelujah. We need peace right now. In the midst of this stormy place called life, we need peace in our homes. We need peace on our jobs. We need peace in the streets of Oakland. Oh, God, there's so much going on in the city right now. We need peace, Lord. Lord, I ask for for revival, Lord, in the hearts of men and women, Lord, that have been searching, Lord, they don't know what they're searching for. Let them look to you. Blessed hope. Father God, I ask that you help us to realize that we are your children. And as being your children, you said, Ask and it shall be given, seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Let's listen to the Spirit as He is telling us this is the day that you've made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because we have a Father who loves us. And His Son who came, lived this, in this life, and died for us. Family that will shower us with blessings. Thank you for your angels that got us up this morning. And for some of us who's already got to work, got us to work. We just thank you, Lord, for your mercy, Lord. Your mercy and compassion that self not, that is renewed every morning. Oh, we just thank you that you're a faithful God. We can count on you. You say your word will not return to you, Lord. And we're so thankful, Lord, that there's no one, nothing like you. You are a creator, you're a maker, you're a sustainer. Oh, we just thank you, God. Let's just worship you right now. We worship you. This is, this is the moment we have before we start our day to just worship you, to just bathe in your glory. And let you just shower us, Lord, with blessings, Lord, that you may comfort us, Lord. I thank you for hiding your word in our hearts that we send out against you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing your word to be, that we're allowing your word to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. That light that lights the way, Lord, when, when the world is saying all these crazy things about this is the way to go. Lord, we know which way to go because we have your word that's lighting our path. Father God, I just pray for those loved ones, um, those of us that you know that are, uh, that are connected to the Clare Victory, that have lost loved ones. We have lost someone special, um, Brother Andrew, Lord. I just pray for his family right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will bring them comfort at this time, Father God. Some of them may not understand what's going on, Lord, but there's nothing that passes your understanding. You know why you do what you do, Father God. So for those, Lord, I ask that you will lead them in the way of truth, that you will lead them to a place of understanding. But until then, you be the wind beneath their their feet. You be, um, you know, the, the footprints of the sand that carries them over the threshold, Father God. And there, in all of our weak states, Lord, we thank you that you, you know, you are made strong, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for us, Lord. Be with Susie's husband right now, Father God. I ask that your spirit just hoover over his body. Father God, and you begin day by day, moment by moment, Father God, uh, remitting those areas that have been frailed and frazzled and that have been broken down, Lord. Repair his body, Lord. But as you repair his body, Lord, repair his mind and his heart, Lord, that he will seek you where you may be found. 
right there. You're right there with him. And be with Susie as she, you know, watches or that she will represent that light. Represent the light. Be, you know, be be that, that anchor, um, that vision of God before his eyes. I just thank you, God. Be with all my sisters and brothers here on, on the cell with you right now, Lord. Help us to realize, Lord, that you, you know, we're just we're more than, more than conquerors, Father God. Father God, you know, you have made each one of us uh, of a royal priesthood. We have a chosen generation, Lord. Let us, we should be walking like we have diamonds on the soles of our shoes, Lord. We should be walking like we walk into a situation, Father God, with that confidence that we know we don't go by ourselves. We're, we're, we have an assignment that has been given to us by the Father. We we come with the boldness of Jesus to let people know He lives and He's He's on the brinks of return. So give us the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give us the power that we need, Lord, just today to speak some life into somebody's situation, to shine light through our character. Let us be that blessed hope for someone, not because of who we are, but who who we serve. So we just want to worship. We ask Lord, you to forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings. And continue to give us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Father God. Continue to chisel away the stony heart out of our flesh, Lord, and give us a heart of flesh. Father God, we ask you, Lord, because you know our hearts and that they deceitful of all things are desperately wicked. Only you know the cure. So we thank you, Lord, for working it out. Thank you for loving all upon us. So, sisters and brothers, on, on the play with you, just open your lines and let's just praise God right now for this moment in time that we have to congregate together and to praise our daddy. Lord, Hallelujah. We, we bless your name. We thank you for for your faithfulness and your love. Thank you, Lord God. Right now, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not
Yes, Father, have your way now.
Prosperous Pam, amen. It was so awesome just to hear your voice, your sound, be able to host and facilitate to keep things moving. Grateful for the gift that God has placed in you. i got to say a special thanks to Natasha, who was able to shift schedules around because of my schedule uh, and being able to still wanting to be a part. Thank you so much, Natasha. And then last but certainly not least, I want to thank the visionary, my sister, our sister, Sister Dion, as well as even the Declare Victory Ministry, who is on the hinge of celebrating 10 years of being able to be in ministry impacting lives, 10 years in which referencing 46,800 hours of fervent prayer, and as Dion shares, counting 2,700 community service hours and counting. We're just grateful each and everything that God is doing in this ministry and counting. Amen. So there is a word on today, and I'm going to reference a couple of scriptures on this morning uh, to be able to move forward. We've already gone to the throne of grace in prayer on this morning. So if you do have your Bibles, I'm going to start in Acts 17, chapter, verse number 27 through 28. That is the Acts 17 chapter, verse number 20, uh, chapter 17, verse number 27 through 28. And I'll be doing the uh, English Standard Version of the Bible. And it reads that they shall seek God in the hope that they might feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offsprings or his sons, not gender-based. Again, let's go to Exodus 3. Exodus, the third chapter, verse number 13 through 14. Uh, We find ourselves parked in Exodus, the third chapter, verse number 13 through 14, and the word of God reads as follows. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers have sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say then? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Amen. My brothers and sisters, we find on this morning, specifically in the book of Exodus, a very familiar story about a man by the name of Moses. Now, what's interesting about this man by the name of Moses is that Moses, who like me, and even quite possibly just like me, like many of you on this morning, who have at times struggled with identity issues. You see, there are those who are struggled with identity issues with things like, am I good enough? Or maybe you struggle with, am I smart enough? Or maybe could it be, am I talented enough? Am I gifted enough? Have God anointed me enough to be able to fulfill that which he has called me to do? Or quite simply, maybe we struggled in our identity with certain things like maybe am I overqualified or 
Quite possibly, am I underqualified? Are there those who find me too attractive that now no one will step to me because they're too intimidated? Or do I feel unattractive less than others who may be considered? Am I somehow considered to either be too tall? Am I too short? Am I too thin? Am I too big? The list can go on and on and on and on. Because most people struggle with identity issues, just like Moses. You see, even though Moses was born to Hebrew parents and he was given an Egyptian name and he was thus raised by Pharaoh's daughter as her adopted son, but we understand that later in Moses' life, that after secretly murdering a man in defense of his own people, the Hebrews, that Moses was even questioned by his Hebrew brethren, what we will find in Exodus 2 and 14 that says, Moses, because you murdered someone secretly, who has made you prince or judge over us? So as a result of this statement and Moses, who was now fearful for his life, for what was done in the dark is now come to light, that Moses in fear fled to each fled from Egypt while Pharaoh was trying to kill him for what he had done. And thus we find that Moses, who went from a prince to now a fugitive, and an alien in a foreign land in which he is now in Midian and has embarked upon a low-key life of wandering as a shepherd for over 40 years. That's until one day God himself unexpectedly appeared to Moses through a burning bush on the Mount of Sinai in which he came down to meet him and speak directly to Moses. But now Moses was terrified of the conversation because not only did God speak to him through a burning bush, which was a phenomenon within itself, and it was not consumed, but Moses was terrified by the conversation because God had called Moses by his name. And not only did God call Moses by his name, God also spoke Moses' language and was fully aware of his past ancestors and his present situation and siblings. And he informed Moses that he thus had created him, watch this, and was calling him to go back as an ambassador to rescue God's people from Egypt. Now, I don't know about you, but to me on this morning, it's crystal clear that when it comes to Moses and the life of Moses and where Moses currently resided, that God already knew everything about Moses. But what's really interesting is that Moses, though, didn't know much about God even or even grasped his identity, and his purpose in the kingdom. So as a result of Moses' being insecure, Moses' being confused, Moses not knowing his identity, we're going to find how Moses responded to God 
when God spoke to him in his own language and began to even speak to him and call him by name. It's found in Exodus 3 and 11. In Exodus 3 and 11, Moses says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Now, what I want us to capture in this particular scripture is that Moses only saw himself as an immigrant shepherd. He only saw himself as an ineloquent speaker. He only saw himself as an unqualified leader. And even after he repeatedly and repeatedly questioned God's calling on his life, Moses kept making excuses and asking him to send somebody else instead. I'm un qualified. I don't have enough leadership training. I haven't been in ministry all along. I don't know what to say when I pray. I just stutter when I talk. Moses started making excuses and wanted God to send somebody else. But God, God Almighty, is there anybody who has ever experienced a but God moment? That God says, even though the other person may be more qualified, but God allowed you the opportunity. Even though you may not make the mistakes in your life and God called you to this platform and he should have called, but God, even though God looked beyond your fault and he supplied your current need based on your action, but based on his action, Somebody say, but God, because is there anybody who has ever experienced a but God moment that God, in spite of your action, in spite of your belief, in spite of your, 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 your being able to be participant in his call and his will, that he still blesses you. It's because God knew exactly what he was doing in Moses' life. It's because God knew every intimate detail about Moses' true identity. God knew every intimate detail about his abilities and his human limitations. But what's interesting is that God also knew that Moses, under the guidance of his power, that he would powerfully enable Moses to accomplish his purpose to accomplish his purpose that will miraculously humiliate all the gods, the false gods of Egypt, that through his power and his purpose would miraculously rescue an entire nation from slavery, through his power and through his purpose that he would establish a covenant people whose descendants would usher in the incarnate, incarnate Jesus Christ and bring salvation to the world. Now, from an earthly perspective, Moses at this time in his life, you have to understand Moses in this season was an 80-year-old worker who had settled into his routine for the rest of his life. All he was doing was ready to retire in place, ready on his pension, waiting on his gold watch, waiting on his 401k, in which Moses had settled into his same old day-to-day -day routine, in which his earthly track record and identity appeared that he had settled, he had become fearful, he was convoluted, he was checkered, and he was stagnant in what God had called him to really do. 
And if Moses were to ask maybe those closest to him, if he were to ask his wife, if he were to ask his brother, if he were to ask anyone in Egypt what they thought about this revelation that God had displayed upon him and the missions of his qualifications that align with God's call and purpose, they would have probably laughed at him and thought that he was completely out his mind. But because the great I am spoke powerfully into the life of Moses through a burning bush of fire that was not consumed, being able to call him by name, speaking into him into a language he understood of how God, had systematically and sovereignly that somehow through all the things Moses had been through, that God had been developing Moses his entire life to be the ideal man for the job that God created him for. Let's look at Exodus 3. Exodus 3, verse number 13 through 14, the word of God reads, Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, the God of your fathers have sent me to you. Now, they may say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he says, thus, you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent you. Now, understand declare victory. That Moses, even though he didn't believe it, Moses was the right person. You see, like many of us, Moses was the right person. You see, Moses was the right person to travel the same road back to the country where he was born and raised that Moses was the right person to communicate with Pharaoh in a language that Pharaoh understood and deliver his own people from slavery, that Moses was the right person to shepherd more than two million people back across the desert of Mount Sinai, where he had already been working for 40 years. The question I want to simply submit each and every last one of us under the sound of my voice on this morning is simply this. Who was it that knew Moses' true identity? Was it Moses or was it God? And let's somehow let's shift gears on this morning. and Let's somehow take the story of Moses and take away of Moses and let's shift gears and apply it to our own story. Who knows your true identity best, declare victory? Who knows you better than anybody else in this world or in this galaxy? Is it you or is it God? Because if God were to speak to you and tell you directly that he knows your name, that he has been watching you all of your life, 
even though you feel as if you cannot feel his presence and you cannot feel his power, that he's been watching over you all his life. And he's asking you, regardless of what you're up against, regardless of what you're going through, he's asking you because he knows your name. He's been watching you all of your life and he's watching you now. He's asking you and I to trust him regardless of what he says about you and what he says he's calling you to do. God wants you to understand how would you trust him or like Moses, would you want to run away? So the question, what or who are you honestly trusting in right now? Who holds your peace? Who holds your joy? Who holds your purpose, directed? Who's the most reliable source to help you understand how to navigate your life and your identity? Who is it? Is it yourself? Is it your family? Are you basing your purpose, your call, your identity on your experiences from your past? Is it in the God who made you and I in his image, who cannot lie, who is giving you every next breath, and who holds your eternity in the palm of his hands? So on this morning, and I won't be long, simply want us to consider a few things when it comes to trusting God and him knowing and holding our identity in our hands, I want us to consider a few things about God's qualifications. Number one, you're taking notes. First thing about God's qualification is God has perfect knowledge of you, including every single detail of your entire life. Say that again. God has perfect knowledge of you, your insecurities, your quirkiness, the things that are different from everybody else. God has perfect knowledge of you, including every single detail of your entire life. Psalms 139, 1 through 6, it reads, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge. It's too wonderful for me. It is too high, and I cannot attain to it. Now, what I just read to you is that God has searched each and every last one of us completely. And he not only has searched us completely, but he knows each and every last one of us intimately. And that God is more accurately conscious of where you are than anybody or anything on earth, including the location tracker software on your cell phone right now. Second thing. Second thing. God has complete 
ownership of you. When it comes to the qualifications of God, God has complete ownership of you and I. And realize that he doesn't just know you, but God owns you. The reason why God owns you and I and us is because first, God created you. You can find it in Psalms 100, verse 3. Second, he redeemed and purchased you through Jesus the Christ. You can find that in Isaiah 43 and 1 and 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. God has complete ownership of you. So as owners of our lives, Realize and understand on this morning, God has the right to claim us, to name us, to lead us, and to tell us, and to identify us who he wants us to be. Stop listening to all the noise of people trying to put you in a box. They don't have the right because they don't own you. They definitely won't claim you. They did not name you. They will not lead you. They did not create you. They did not know you in eternity, into time, into eternity. Literally, God is the only one who is qualified to tell us what he wants us to be. Number three, when it comes to the qualifications of God, number three, God has ultimate authority over you. God has ultimate authority over you. Realize on this morning, my brothers and sisters, there is no one who has a higher authority than God. Let me say that one more time. The devil may tempt you. People might try to try you. People may drag your name through the mud circumstances and situations may try to beat you down in order to make you feel hopeless, but God has ultimate authority over you. Nothing can happen to you unless God gives it permission, and if he gives it permission, then realize there's going to be an expected blessing and glory on the other side of through. Realize that no one has higher authority than God. Psalms 103 and 19, the word of God says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Realize God will overrule anything and anybody that comes against the purpose and will for your life that he has already established. So realize that the one who holds the most authority that that person or that one gets to make the final call and that the creator gets to define his creation. And what this means is that only God has the authority to define you. That should have blessed somebody right there. That should have unlocked somebody right there. You are not your past. You are not who people say you are. Only God has the authority to define you. This means that only God, who is the one who made you, and only Jesus Christ, who is the only one who redeemed you, has the perfect knowledge, full ownership, and absolute authority to define who you are and what he's created for you 
to become. So as we prepare of life, as well as to declare victory on this day, two of the most important questions in life, Moses was trying to answer, which we also need to answer clearly as well, are who is God and who am I? And say that again, the two most important questions of life that we need to answer clearly is who is God and who am I? Please understand on today that our identity and our being can only be understood within God's will. At 1728, the word of God says, in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move have I been? Before you get this day started and you're facing everything that comes with this day, in him we live and move and have our being. Before you have any interaction with your coworkers as well as those who have authority over you on the job, in him we live and move and have our being. You're saying knowing God knowing who he is, is what will turn on the light for each and every last one of us to see and to understand more about all life because God is the light of the world. And the greater the knowledge a person has of God's character and attributes, the greater their foundational knowledge and understanding will be of the rest of the world. That's why when they wake up, I wake up ready for assignment. When I wake up, even though things are perilous around us, even though I'm facing some things that are challenging me and my faith and challenging me to have the strength to go to my throne room and pray to God in my prayer closet, I need you to understand that when you have in mind that God has a greater knowledge, God has greater character and attributes, that he has a foundation, that we have a foundation of knowledge and understanding of who God really is, then we will be able to have a foundational knowledge and understanding of how we handle the rest of the world. So with this in mind, let's go back just for a moment when Moses asked God his name. Exodus 3 and 14, you don't have to read it. God responded, I am who I am. I am who I am. You see, this is based on the root words for to be to exist. Now, initially to our ears, I am who I am sounds like a non-answer or something so obvious as not to be helpful. But if you keep thinking about what God said deeply or what he said about who he is and the implication of it, its meaning will change your whole life. So just for a few moments, I want you to begin to to share with you all the 15 attributes of God that comes with this single revelation, I am who I am. I am to be who you need me to be. I am currently existing and yield all the authority. So these are the 15 attributes of God that come from a single revelation of I am who I am. For when God says I am who I am, 
the implication is that he is and not he isn't. Realize God is everything you need him to be and that he does not yield a false power that he cannot be. The implication is he is and not he isn't, which means God is always existent. He is always with you and he will never fail you. You can find it in the word in Hebrews 11 and 6. The second thing, when he talks about I am who I am, He's talking about that he exists alone, I, and he is whole, am. Realize we don't serve a God that is non-existent, and we don't serve a God who's not whole, which means that the God we serve, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that they are one, and they work in unison to make sure to cover every area of your life. You can find it in Deuteronomy 4 and 4. Second implication is he exists as he currently is, which means that God is not just moving in the present. He's not focused on the future, that God is a God of the present. He exists as he currently is. I am his present tense. The fourth thing is that he exists by his own ability, that he is powerful. You can find that reference in Revelations 19 and 1. Next is, he is not unlike himself, which means that God is consistent. He is pure. He is not unlike himself. You can always count on him. In Psalms 18.26 is a scriptural reference that he is and he is not anything false, which means, again, he is one. That is found in 1 John 5 and 20. He is revealing what is unseen. That means that God is light, that no matter what places are dark in your light, that God is light when you lean on him. That can be found scriptorial reference, John 1 and 9. He exists ever-presently and is alive. That means God provides life. You can find that in John 1 and 4. He exists as himself consistently. That means God is faithful. You can find that in 1 John 1 and 9. He is separate from everything else, which means God is transcended. What that means is he existing apart from and not subject to the limitations of this world. So there is no problem, no circumstance, no situation that God is not able to transcendently be able to solve because he is separate from everything else. You can find that in John 1 and 3. He is as he is without changing. This means that God is eternal. You can find that in Revelations 4 and 8. He is eternal and transcendent. He is eternal and transcendent, which means that he is uncreated. There is no creator that created him. He is the first and the last word over your life. You can find that in Psalms 90 and 2. He is communicating coherently. That's important. He is communicating coherently. God is intelligent. He speaks to a language you understand. You can find that in Colossians 2 and 3. He is communicating in a known way. 
He is communicating in a known way that God is knowable. He is relational. He wants to establish relationship with you. You can find that in the Gospel of John 17 and 3. And last, he is revealing all this about himself. It means that we serve God who desires to be intimate with each and every that's one of us. You find that in John 17, 3. As we prepare for closing comments, understand that the source of your identity will become clearest to you will be the most reflective of the reality you're currently housed in and the most clarifying in terms of your future as you grow in your understanding of who God really is. All because to know him, to know yourself. Because God is the source of your identity. Father, I thank you right now for the word. I thank you for these principles, Lord God, is able to help someone who may be preparing for a day of warfare, preparing for a day of being able to face some things, Lord God, that may be in question, that may have them wavering in their faith, Lord God. Wherever it is that's causing us, Lord God, my brothers and sisters to be weak, Lord God, that they understand that, Lord God, you hold, Lord God, all authority in your hand, that you, God, you are the one, the only one we should be trusting in right now, that you are a reliable source to lean on. Father, Show us as you show Moses. Allow us, even in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of things that we think are weaknesses, that God show us that those truly are our strengths, that it causes us to lean and be able to seek you like never before. God, I thank you. We have perfect knowledge of you. You have perfect knowledge of each and every last one of us, including every detail of our life. We thank you, God, that you have complete ownership over us, which means you have authority and responsibility. And third, God, you are the ultimate authority over our lives. You have the last say, so not our circumstance, not people, and not our past, but it's you. Lord, we will forever give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in Jesus' matchless mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, my brothers and sisters. At this time, we're going to move towards closing comments. We're going to ask if anyone who hasn't had an opportunity to say good morning, amen, if you would unmute yourself and kindly do so. Good morning. Good morning, sister. And what's your name? Oh, sorry. My name is Destiny. Destiny, good to have yep. you in, on this morning. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else? Amen. Sounds like everyone had an opportunity to pleasantries on this morning. Amen. We're going to move towards if there's anyone that have any feedback, comments, or anything to add over declaration on this morning. Amen. You may kindly unmute yourself now. I do. That was so good, so good. So this morning I woke up around four something and the Lord began to minister to me about being in my mother's womb. 
and the wounds and how he committed uh, committed me and he knew me he knew everything that I was going to go through. So when I listened to this word today, it was just confirmation. Like he separated me in spite of the labels, the naysayers, the dysfunction, the trauma. He turns everything around for our good into a testimony. So this was just confirmation. He was like, call this morning. So thank you. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Thank you for sharing it as well. Amen. That was powerful. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Bless Belcher. It's Rochelle. Great, great, great declaration. Oh, my God. You just actually just broke it down. Um, I think I missed one of the um, attributes, but I'll I'll try to figure it out. Um, Amen. If you have time. Just the scriptures, not the, not the attributes because it behooves us to go back and search the scriptures out to find out what was actually um, the at, what the attributes there. Do you have one second just to tell just the scriptures? Sure do. Amen. Really quickly, number one, Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6. Number two, Deuteronomy 4 and 4. Deuteronomy 4 and 4. Number three, Psalms 46 and 1, Psalms 46 and 1, number 5, Revelation 19 and 1, Revelation 19 and 1, 6, Psalms 18 and 26, Psalms 18, 26, 7, 1 John 5 and 20, 1 John Five and twenty, for eight, John one and nine. John one and nine. I believe number nine, John one and four. John one and four. And first John one and nine. First John one and nine. Eleven. John one and three. John 1 and 3, 12, Revelations 4 and 8, Revelations 4 and 8, 13, Psalms 9 and 2, Psalms 90, I'm sorry, Psalms 90 and 2, Psalms 90 and 2, that was number 12. Number 13, Colossians 2 and 3, Colossians 2 and 3, 14, John 17 and 3. And 15 again, John 17 and 3. Thank you. I missed the Psalms 46 and 1. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are more than welcome. No worries. Thank you for asking that as well. And anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Belcher. This is Glorious Gloria. God bless you. Thank you for that awesome, awesome, awesome declaration and I appreciate um, just your labor, your labor of love and, and grace and the 15 attributes of God is excellent. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, glorious glory. God be all the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyone else, anyone else before we start this beautiful day, I tell you my internal clock is still off. I had a conference out on the West Coast last week for a couple of days. 
full of a busy schedule of just being able to work, meet, and greet uh, at um, um, Desert, California, and then had to fly to that back home. So my clock is still off. Man, what else? Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Um, you said real a lot, a lot that spoke to my heart, my spirit this morning. Um, when you were reading the um, attributes of God, uh, I was reminded about, you know, I'll share, uh, you know, how God has moved in my day, you know, with, with you know, my sisters in Christ. And I have a friend who um, loves nature, you know, like birds and and she'll smile, she'll giggle, because she knows God's speaking to her in that way. And for me, when you were talking about he wants to know us intimately, that spoke to me because I, he's so powerful and so great that he, that's what he does. Like, the way he speaks to me in so many ways, but there's like a place of peace that he gives me, or he'll... Um, he just has a way of letting me know he hears my prayer. Like yesterday in the past week, it's been, I don't know if there's a thing of being under attack, uh, but it's like there's just been one thing after another, after another, after another. And I knew at that point I need to lean into the Lord. Now, I thank God we've, um, growth seems to be a theme for me this week, but how he's growing me, that he that I've gotten to a place where I'm reminded I need to go to you, Lord. I need to turn this computer off and lean into you and it seems like immediately he'll just come and his presence like so i'm just so thankful for the intimacy of god and um i just love him and i, I thank you so much for your declaration so have a blessed day everyone man god bless you and thank you so much for sharing as well prosperous hey sir Manny. good morning good this morning. is Didi. i heard you say you were in the west coast and i was like I know Brother Belcher didn't come all the way, but you were in Southern Cal. Because <laughs> I yeah, went for yeah. show, got you a two-piece and a biscuit for show. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I promise you, I thought about trying to get up there, but, man, they had me bogged down so much in that itinerary. Well, I'm glad you had safe travel. I'm sure it was amazing. Um, attributes, man, that's amazing. And tying into what Pam said, those who really, really know me, they some people think I'm just mm. over the top with my butterfly. Um, it's not a fetish. It's really, oh, it's been so many things to me. But one of the main things that I know, the intimacy with God and, and um, my oldest sister, Gloria, is on call. She can attest to it. When my dad was transitioning, we had to leave him um, in a hospice place in North Carolina because they were shutting down. I'm not used to that type of weather when they shut the whole town down and you have a shelter in place. And so I didn't get it, but I understand his facility that they placed him in was surrounded with butterflies. Like if you walked out his room down a trail, there was a beautiful atrium full of butterflies and then there was a room full of butterflies. But the main thing that got us when we were leaving and my sisters and I were saying our goodbyes because we already knew that was going to be the last time that we saw him in his body, right? Um, yeah. So one of the nurses, I was like, can I just have all I wanted, because I had to give him a flight to come to California. I just wanted, they had footies that they were giving people. But she's like, we can't give you the footies. And then I was okay. So we're leaving. And she says, hold on one second. I'm going to give you something else. 
And she leaves and she comes back and I still have it. And Reverend Belcher, she gave me this pillowcase. And I didn't really pay attention at first, full of butterflies. See what I'm saying? She had no mm-hmm. idea. But me, it just really, really blessed me that God used that to let me know, I got you. That is good. You can go a bit, go back. And so many other times, and our sister Valerie's son, Malik, passed away, butterflies. It's just it's so many things that he will use to let us know, I love you, and it's okay. So I'm just thankful for you and the 15 attributes. And again, I'm going to get to see you. Hopefully you'll come in January. I got you. I got you about two orders of the, what you need. <laughs> love you, man. Uh, I love you too, Dee. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. Grateful for all the shares. Grateful for each and every last one of you. I pray on this day you take on whatever you are about to face simply because God has perfect knowledge of what you're facing or will face has complete ownership of you, which means nothing will come of you that will harm you, that he has not already have control over. And third, God has ultimate authority over you and your situation. Amen. With all hearts and minds in order, just by our heads, open our hearts. Father, I thank you right now for your people. Thank you for your word. Father, as we begin this day, Lord God, equip us with your power, your authority, your love, Lord God. Father, equip us even with forgiveness, Lord God, for those that need, Lord God, entrance, Lord God, but even not know how, Lord God, to create an established relationship. Father, I thank you, Lord God, whatever your people are facing, Lord God, give them the strength and the encouragement to continue to lean in you on faith, Lord God, to know that you have already worked it out. And Lord, we thank you for identity in you that the more we get to know you, the more we'll know who we are. Father, embrace our differences. Embrace, Lord God, the various ways you are speaking to us. Embrace, Lord God, our shortcomings that you would turn around and allow your strength and your power and your anointing, Lord God, to help us to overcome. And, Lord, we will forever give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in your darling and matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everyone have a beautiful day on today, on this thankful Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Have a blessed day, everybody. I love you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. Walk in victory.